Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast desperately in need of a Sherpa. Well, that, that, that's kind of your fault. Not that kind of Sherpa. An audience Sherpa. Eat a dick. Maybe later. Here are two guys that would have fared poorly in a competition based on getting trim in high school or college or after college. Once again, eat a dick. Matt and Doug. I got her to say trim. <laughs> So uh, and, and 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 maybe promise a blowjob. <laughs> and then there's also the whole thing. Does the Sherpa thing? Does that mean that it is, it is smooth or that it's a jungle? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm Sherpas are more mountainous. You're, you're missing what I'm saying. Guys. That's fine. So how are you doing, Doug? It's Matt. I'm good. I'm good. Ready to go ahead and jump right in? Sure. And now it's time for podcast. Housekeeping. So uh, I have a, a thing here right at the front that this is multi-fold, but um, the first thing is it is something that the beautiful penis asked for. And okay, second thing that? is uh, I sent you a text. And I, what text did I send you that you had to remind me of? Something about Jen getting hysterical in the vehicle. Yes. So I want I want to talk about that just just a smidge. And so what happened was she was going down to visit her mother and I was going to pick up the oldest at college and I get this call on my phone and I answer and it's her and she's crying and just like hysterically crying. And I'm thinking, Oh fuck, did the queen die? No, that happened later. But you know, did something happen? And and Uh she, she can't talk. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing. So I want her to explain what actually happened. Hi, Doug. Hello. So the only thing I can say is I'm listening to your podcast. I'm on my way to see my mother. And all of a sudden, Matthew starts talking about our toilet situation and your response and his storytelling. I laughed so hard. I cried, which how often does that happen that you laugh so hard you cry? So I had to call Matthew and tell him how funny that was and and apparently he thought something bad had happened, but it was just so what? funny. Can you remind me what it was that was funny? <laughs> Your response. What was my res- What was my response? It was the whole thing about the the shit underneath the bowls. Like, what are you oh. blasting at? Like a shotgun out of your ass? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just so funny. She's so starting to lose it again. Just thinking about. Okay, it. But, I didn't think it was that funny. Uh, there was one other thing though that before I let her go is she actually, if you remember, I said last week that I thought that she should have watched this film because I thought that she would have enjoyed it. Oh, with alienation. Yes. Okay. You're definitely going to enjoy the film that I pick for next week. I promise. But she actually said she might go back and watch alienation just based on the podcast that we had. Okay. Yeah. I think you, both of you made it sound very interesting. So I will go back and watch it sometime. Okay. All right. All right. That's it. Have fun. Yep. I muted See her. See you mic, later. So, all right. So, yeah, there, there was that. Bye. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, in addition to that whole thing with Jen, as I'm driving home with the oldest, I'm listening to the podcast to just try to pick up what the fuck was so funny. And it was humorous. I didn't think it was that over the top funny. But I, for the most part, I don't care. If, if the kids listen to the podcast, but as I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, oh shit, I got to skip this, got to skip this, got to skip this. 
when I was talking about uh, being high the entire time I was at confirmation camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't need to hear that, so. No, probably not. Um, I went and listened to The Dance by Garth Brooks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never heard that fucking song before. Shocking. Did you look up uh, Section 8 housing? No, I did not. Uh, Section 8 of the Housing Act of 1937, often called Section Section 8 as repeatedly amended, authorizes the payment of rental housing assistance to private landlords on behalf of low-income households in the United States. All right. So. Okay. Uh, we, we questioned um, the size of John Holmes Johnson. Yep, that's in my notes as well. And it, size varies anywhere from 8 inches to 11 inches. There was never a... Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Ruler? Uh, no, it's um something. Fuck, man. Caliper. This is this is, this is what happens to me sometimes. Where easy words just escape me. Um, not qualified. Official. There was never an official measuring, so they tried like going off of like women's hands around the size <laughs> of it, and try and trying to see how big it was based on that. See, I had 12 and a half to 16, but he said it was 13. Hmm. I mean, if you, I've, okay, so I'm holding up 13. I don't know, man. I've seen John Holmes on film, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I, that's, I don't think it's ever 13. The thing, the problem is with John Holmes is, I don't think there, he, he was so skinny. There was never enough blood in his body to make that thing fully angry. Oh, yeah. He, he was, he was always kind of flying at half staff. Yeah. Still punishing, though. <laughs> right. I had said that there was a bulletproof vest gun range scene in Lethal Weapon 2. There is not. I didn't think so. It is in Lethal Weapon 3. Oh, all right. Um, of Mice and Men, the different versions? Yes. 1939, starring Lon Chaney and Burgess Meredith. 1968, starring George Siegel and Nicole Williamson, 1981, starring Robert Blake and Randy Quaid. That's the one we had to watch in high school. Uh, 1992, John Malkovich and Gary Sinise. And 2014, James Franco and Chris O'Dowd in a Broadway for big screen production. Chris O'Dowd, he's the British guy, right? Actually, I think he's British, Irish. Irish. Yeah. Yes, I think Irish. He was in Bridesmaids. Yeah, and he's he was on a show called The IT Crowd. All right. Uh Despite what your opening said last week, podcasts are not subject to FCC rules. I, I know that. I'm aware. Uh, my son asked if, if you have something against Elton John. I hate Elton John. He sucks. Okay. Fair enough. He's not good. This, Like I said, the the um, the Rumors tribute album, and by the way, Gold Dust Woman is performed by Sister Hazel. I think it's the fourth song, and there's a really, like, nice mellow song the first like three or four songs are like you know rob thomas the cranberries um somebody else and somebody else and then here comes elton john with you know stop thinking about tomorrow and it's just it sucks balls wasn't that clinton's campaign song yeah it was it wasn't his campaign song i think it was his victory song okay okay but uh, I had questioned the whole thing about, hey, that's a big bitch line from yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 2. It actually was this. God damn, that's a big bitch. <laughs> so not too far off. All right. Um, I had mentioned the movie Under Fire with Denzel Washington uh, and Meg Ryan. It's actually Courage Under Fire. And also, make sure you get ready for this, starring Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> 
Yeah, doesn't he play somebody that has uh, PTS? I believe it's been a well, it's that, been a hot minute since I saw that film. That and he also is a, a heroin junkie or a morphine junkie. Okay, because of his PTS. Uh, in Kill Bill, it was the crazy eighty eights. Mm-hmm. The, All right. Uh, the, the Bruce Willis film where the husband is the new husband is paying for the wedding is Cop Out. Uh, is, is that with Kevin Hart? Kevin Smith. Okay. Really? Uh, no, Kevin Smith directed it. That's not with um, Kevin Hart. That's with um, uh, the guy who like was kind of brain dead. He was he had like a Tracy sub- Morgan. Tracy Morgan. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gregory Hines died in two thousand three in the ballet movie with Mikhail Baryshnikov was White Knights. Okay. It is time for Doug Swaffle of the Week. You will be shocked how quick he can change his mind on a dime. I gotta, I gotta show him waffles. Could, for either of your kids, could you pinpoint the time and say, yeah, my kid was conceived mm-hmm. this date? Yeah. I mean, the exact date? No, I, I mean, no. I, I mean, <laughs> you're going to pull that now, aren't you? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, yes. I think so. It's two for two. Uh, I almost pulled this clip from the movie Triple X. Have you seen the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel? Yes. Been a long he, I saw it once, so I don't really have any recollection. During of it. during like the the um recruitment phase, they they get dropped off in a C one thirty by some Navy SEALs at some like Columbia drug lord's house and he's hanging he's hanging by his hands in a barn and Danny Trejo comes in and they all think it's still part of like a trick. And when you were talking last week about Oh, something to do with copper pennies. My fingers smelling like copper pennies. Oh, no, because you were on a date and your yeah. date needed to get tampons from my date. And, I, uh-huh. and you said you weren't going to get any stink finger. And I said, well, unless they taste like copper pennies. That's what I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and in, in that clip, he's just, Danny Trejo's holding the machete up to him. And he's like, that smells like real blood. <laughs> It's a long story for that time. It was, it was, but I, it's in my, it's in my notes. I just, I, I, that was going to be the only clip I was going to pull. And it's, it's a process to pull clips. I have to pull my, bring my iPad and my phone downstairs, hook one up to a Bluetooth speaker, another one up to a microphone and turn off the settings for Bluetooth on one. And it's for one clip. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Not worth it. Not worth it. I could not find the location of the tunnel. Um, that was in Alien Nation. However, the one in V was the Belmont yeah. Tunnel, also known as the Hollywood Subway, and has appeared in a ton of films, along with the red light prop I talked about has been in mm-hmm. so many episodes of Star Trek. It was in Star Trek 2. It was also in Airplane 2. And you can actually it's rent very, that it, prop it, for $750 a week. It's very possible it was also in the movie Real Genius with Val Kilmer. I don't know. Maybe we will find out. That, no, don't do that movie. I watched the first five minutes of that movie. It's bad. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Okay. I said uh, the the movie, actually, I couldn't come up with the movie title. The movie title is Signs, which was the alien movie that with M. Night Shyamalan the, did. With Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. And I said how stupid it was for 
aliens to invade a planet that is 70% water when water kills them. The, yeah. The Earth is actually 71% water, so I was 71. very, very close. You're very close. All right. I have nothing else. Uh, you should. We talked about um, a dead man's switch. That's not the thing, thing you should know. But we never explained. So why don't you go ahead and explain what a dead man's switch is? It's like if you're holding a bomb or a, a, a clacker for a suicide vest, um, and if you get shot that, and your hand releases the switch, boom, that's what it is. Right. It was used in both speed and then also Terminator 2, uh, Miles Dyson is holding oh, the yeah. the dead man switch as <sighs> yes as he dies yes i don't know if i can pull that clip or not uh the school in iowa uh wesleyan drake nope and there's also cornell at mount vernon yes that's the cornell that's where my father-in-law went okay uh i was thinking of farah abraham not amy fisher when i was talking oh. about lexington steel however neither of them actually did work with Lex- lexington steel Farah Abraham, I believe, was with James Dean. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She's the. She's not the Octomom. She's the teen teenage mom. Yeah. teen mom from MTV. Correct. Who's the Octomom? Hal is Suleiman. Okay. I, it's something's like Suleiman. I think is her last name. All right. Okay. Could not find the detective pay, but uniformed police officer level two in LA had an average monthly salary, not including overtime of just over a grand. Um, no, I'm sorry, a weekly salary of just over a grand. So they had just over a 50 K base. Back in uh, 1991. That's, that's not, that's not chump change. And the weird thing is it has not gone up much. Really? Yeah. Which that surprised me. Mm. Okay. So uh, Kane Hodder is the huge guy that played Jason. Um, uh-huh. it not was Rigno. Yes. Not Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> it was Sykes wrist, not his hand that uh-huh. was broken. And there's something that is always not bothered, but it's always stuck in my head about our theme song, our open, our mm-hmm. the song that we use at the top of the podcast is called potato deal. I don't know who it's by. Um, it is a creative commons license zero, which means that it can be used without attribution, but we've been using it for the past two and a half years. But it always was, it reminds me of something. And now I know what it reminds me of. So this hmm. is what our song, our song sounds like. And this is the song that it actually reminds me of. <laughs> no, all right. Which is, of course, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Okay. And now it's time for... Who did it better? Was it Doug or Max? More clips in this section than there is in the rest of the podcast combined, including the wow. open, the bed, <laughs> the sound of the week. So the, the first one is both of us. I was bald. But now I'm not. <laughs> I was bald. <laughs> Never says I was. Now I'm not. Oh, all right. Uh, next one is you. 
Hold on a second. Hound dog. Make some tallies here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, one for Matt. Well, it's just Minus overwhelming by the... numbers. So, uh, so the next one is you. Hound dog going to get that pussy. Hound dog is going to eat that pussy. Oh, okay. Zero for Doug. Yep. And uh, the next one is me. God. I think I was a little uh, hampered by a cum bubble there. <laughs> I'm going to give you a 0.5. Okay. The next one is both of us, according to my notes. Philip! Philip! Man, you've changed! <laughs> Phil! Get your hands on the table! Phil! What's wrong, man? What's on the house Phil! Get back, man. What you doing with all this gun, man? Want you to get back. You changed, man. I'm, I'm telling seat. you to get back. If you don't get back, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> These guys are super cops. They're super cops. And the only thing missing on these guys are capes. All right. I'm giving us 0.5 for each. Okay. Uh, the next one this, is... And this is, this is the only week that I'll be doing this, just okay. because I brought it up last week. Okay. This one is me. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Eight point, bit Matt. Point point 0.5. Okay. The next one is you, and this was not easy to find. What? You think every that cop's apartment is a piece of shit? You think all cops live in filth just because it's that way in the movies? So you were channeling uh, uh, 48 Hours Nick Nolte there. I, <laughs> I was, wasn't I? Yes. <laughs> yeah, point five. Uh, the next one is you. Oh, you're probably going to save this message because I said I love you. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Now you're going to pull this tape out and save it, right? Bye. Hi, this is Frank. From the gas company, your bill is past due. <laughs> this is Mark Helfrick from the gas company, Mr. Sykes. So your bill is past due. And... I'm just giving me a, a solid one point for both of those. <laughs> You're being very, very generous. Okay, the next one is you. And I will pet him, and I will, I will, I will squeeze it, and I will hug him and pet him and squeeze him. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you I'm that gonna one. Take a, I'm going to take a point for that one. Uh, the next one is both of us. Hello, boys. I'm back. Hello, boys. I'm back. We should yeah, just we end the segment a, we, right there. <laughs> we, each, we each get a point for that. Okay. Uh, the next one is also both of us. You want to get nuts? Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. I'm giving you one and me point five. All right, the next one you got, and I, I can't believe I did not comment on when you actually did it because of, see if you can catch what you say. Let's go surfing now, everybody surfing now. Let's go surfing now, everybody's learning how. I must get out of here. Please stop the car. I get a police stop to this car. Please stop the okay. car. Okay. Let's, George. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's surfing now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give myself 0.5 for both of those. Okay, the next one is you. It tastes just like laundry detergent. Jesus, it tastes like detergent. Not bad. Yeah, one. Giving it one. With uh, the, just with the, the gangster tone. Uh, next one's both of us. Kill them. Kill them both. Kill them both. Here? Do it! Kill them. Kill them both. Shoots them. Shoots them both. 
Yeah, oddly mm. enough, I could not mm. find a kill them both in Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. because it shoot mm. them. Yeah, I'm giving you point five and me point five. Uh, ne- next one's you. Whiskey. Uh, Whiskey. Short. I'm, uh, to the point. Solid, solid one. And the last one's both of us. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> what? 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 So what? You beat me by like five? Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay. Well. Fuck you! That's my... Sorry. And there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and move on. Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? Well, I guess I kind of buried the lead because the biggest news happened in the last three hours and the only reason yeah. i actually know it is because my son told me otherwise i would not know yeah and i give mm, hmm. i got a whole shovel full of fucks that i don't care give about give about well it, i'm surprised i found out from my younger son i expected to hear from my older son about it because he gets the day off of school tomorrow because of it oh because he's british because he's british yes exactly right all right uh, do, do you ever get irrationally angry and you know that your anger is irrational so you you kind of like rein it in. Give me an example. I, I guess I don't, I don't really. Your vocabulary is bigger than mine, so I really don't know what that means. Okay, the last weekend, the the biggest thing I did, you know, three day weekend, I spent mm. most of my waking hours working on Jen's desk, and okay. that made me irrationally angry <laughs> that I spent oh. sixteen plus hours putting this fucking desk together. Because I had okay. to do it by myself, and I was getting those uh, micro cuts. If you know what I'm talking about, when you're just working with wood or or you're carrying logs, stuff you get like the little cuts that, since you're a little bit older, don't quite heal quite as well. I literally just, as of last night, picked out a sliver that had been in my finger since we were canoeing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking buried and I had a bump on there and finally I squeezed it and this pus came out and also I was like, hey, look, there's there's a little dark thing in there. So I took a little like cuticle scissors and snipped around there until I finally got it out. And it's fucking tiny. But back to you. Did you, I hope you got a handy or something for putting that desk together. No. Well, the thing is I – she got home and I'm smart enough to know I'm angry – I'm not angry with her. I'm just angry, but I need to not be around other people because otherwise it's going to come out. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, nope. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she has learned from being married to me long enough that there's t- times because she wants to just talk about whatever it is, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and she's learned by by pushing that button too many times that it becomes something that it's not because she won't let it go. And sometimes, this, some, sometimes you just this guy goes strut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, beyond that, the only thing really was uh, taking my picking up my kid from school, and honestly, that's about it. Football starts tonight. Yeah, I know. Um, I we had our fantasy football draft. Um, in the first round, I took Josh Allen. In the second round, I took a running back who I'd never heard of. In the third round, I took a wide receiver that I'd never heard of. It pretty much goes on and on and on. There's like three people in my draft that um, I know who they actually are. How many people are, are in your league? Twelve. We got twelve people in our league, and we have fourteen positions. So, but 
I used to run it. I used to be the commissioner. I am no longer the commissioner because I got tired of people bitching and pissing and moaning. And it's, it's a very thankless job. Um, so I handed it, the reins over to, to the pilot <clears throat> and I'm much happier now that he does it. But, uh, I, we have it set up where you've got to have two quarterbacks. You've got to have three running backs. You've got to have three wide receivers, two tight ends, two kickers, two defenses, 14 spots. That's, that's, that has to be your roster. So you really have to manage the roster. You just can't have like four awesome tight ends on your bench. Um, you've got to massage it. And the, with that type of roster, there's a ton of good free agents out there that you can pick from. So it's not a keeper league. It's not a keeper league. Okay. No. But it's funny. So we did a live draft with three of the guys not present, four of the guys not present. Um, and we used to do it where we had a big whiteboard and everybody had to turn for each round to go up there and write down, you know, all the draft picks. And the draft took us like, you know, three and a half hours because there were heater breaks and there was all kinds of conversation. We did it where it was, you know, set up on the computer through CBS Sportsline, and it was two minutes per pick. And so three of the guys were on auto-draft, so their picks come in immediately. The draft from uh, Dick to Ass took us one hour. Wow. <laughs> I know, it just went people, by so quick. 14, that, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but it, it's funny. So after the draft is done, you know, the pilot hits enter, draft complete, and then immediately CBS Sportsline sends everybody an email in the room as to all the grades of their drafts, the two guys that were on auto draft, the three guys that are on auto draft got the best grades. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this stuff is a crapshoot. It's, it's not, oh, as, it's a total crapshoot. It's not yeah. as bad as the NCAA tournament where you have somebody that knows nothing about basketball. They're, they're picking purely based on, oh, I like the name of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, again, work, work, work. Don't play the clip. Yeah. Um, but today, I have this customer. I go to her house three times a year. In the spring, I went there, did the outside. She texted me like an hour later. Oh, I wish, you know, I, I wish you would have knocked. I would have liked you had had you do the inside. It's like, well, you know, you knew for two weeks that I was coming. You you could have told me that you wanted me to do the inside. The next, she's like, okay, well, the next time you come, I want you to do the inside. Knock on the door. Okay. Next time, two months later, I come, knock on the door, text her. Hey, I'm at your house. I'm going to spray the outside. Crickets. Um, she comes back a couple hours later. Oh, sorry. I was on a phone call for work. Can we set up a time for the next time? Sure. Yeah. Great. Next time comp rolls. I, I will be there at nine o'clock. Perfect. I show up today, 855. I have to bust my ass to get there and actually backtrack like three or four miles to get to her place at nine o'clock. Knock on the door. No answer. Text her. I'm going to spray the outside. I'll come knock on the door when you're all done, when I'm all done. Spray the outside, get back to my car, there's a text. Yeah, we decided we didn't want you to do the inside. <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. I had something else and oh uh not fantasy. I have a pick'em league. Mm-hmm. It's not a pick'em league like you pick one team a week, you pick all the games. Mm-hmm. And I had a streak of five years in a row. I won one or two weeks every year, which meant mm-hmm. that I always got to play for free. And last year they went to a weighted system where you have to pick every game and you assign point values. Oh, that I hate that. That sucks. And I never came close to winning last year. I actually had more correct picks than anybody else three weeks, but I uh-huh. still never even got close to winning a week. 
Yeah, I fucking hate weighted shit like that. That sucks. Um, one year I would like, one time I'd like to do a guillotine league, which is. Yeah, you, suicide you league. Eight, yeah. You have, you have 18 fantasy teams and, um, you don't go head to head. You just, whoever has the lowest score that Ooh. week is out. Oh, I've never heard of that kind of league. Yeah, it's new. It's, it's a newer concept, um, done by this guy, Paul Charchian, um, out of Minnesota that he's, he, was like the, the the godfather of fantasy magazines. Um, and a lot of guys do it. It's like a whiskey league where it's just like it's you have to do like a like a bottle over forty dollars of whiskey. So you're not you know not like our league buy in is one hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. I wouldn't do a guillotine league for one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's yeah, last man standing gets seventeen bottles of good whiskey. Wow. Ed. Last, you know, long, long time. A long time in your house? Yeah. Well, actually, Jen drinks whiskey. So okay. it, it, maybe it wouldn't last uh, a ton. Other than, I got, I got nothing else. <clears throat> I got nothing else. All right. Well. Where? Oh. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. So I would not get this. All right. And I would be pissed that I didn't get it. Okay. Just, just, I am very excited for my sound of the week next week. Okay. I'm very, very, you're not going to get it, but I'm just very excited about the reveal. But I have, I have three. I have the first one, which you should be able to get it from. The second one, you definitely should be able to get it from. And the third one, you really, really should be able to get it. I don't have a fourth one, which is absolutely a reveal, but you, you should be able to get it from one of the first three. All right. Here we go. First, I thought it was somebody getting their heart ripped out of their chest. Nope. But then there's there's some there's some water involved. Mm-hmm. And I'll play the second one. The second one is actually the same as the first one, except it has a second and a half on the front end. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna kill you the old-fashioned way. I still don't know. All right. So here's the reveal. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. It's a movie that we've done. Yes. <laughs> Why can't I think of it? Wesley! Wesley! I still don't know. Doc? Doc. That woman has far too many brains in her head to have an ass like that. I still don't... Dude. Still don't know. Thought you'd be taller. Thought you'd be taller. I'm I'm having a senior moment here. (laughs) Be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. I still don't, dude, I still don't know. (laughs) Roadhouse. Oh, Roadhouse. Okay. It's when he rips the guy's throat out. Well, you know what? It's been two years since we've seen that movie. Since I've seen that movie. 
Maybe for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe for me. Right. Okay, ready to get into the movie itself? I'm ready to get into the movie itself. See if I can continue my streak of songs you have not heard before. Okay, and let's go. Got 20 seconds to kill. Recognize this song? Yes. Well, well I'm going to go grab a beer while the 20 seconds is sure. going. Okay, I'm back. Here it comes. Uh-huh. Been learning so bad. These grades are so sad. Four years, four one. Ain't never gonna graduate. We've gotten this sentence. This breaks just summer school. We'll make a dumb bet to see who can score the most. We're gonna get screwed, loose screws, get high and drink some booze. Jeez, where's these? Wanna see some ditties, ain't lie and scam. Just wanna see some clam, pink canoes. Now we're gonna talk loose screws. I think that might be the first time that clam has been mentioned on the podcast in two and a half Perhaps. years. Perhaps. I gotta say that that is probably your best vocals I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Low bar, but I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so Loose Screws, or Screwballs 2, was released in August of 1985. It was written by Michael Corey, Linda Shane, and Jim Winorsky. Winorski. Corey and Shane wrote this in the original Screwballs, and that is all. And honestly, this is kind of a soft reboot of the first movie. Winorski did quite a bit, including Chopping Mall and Beastmaster 2. It was directed by Rafal Zelinski, best known for Night of the Warrior. Notably, it was produced by Roger Corman. It stars Brian Genesee as Brad Lovett, best known for The Bold and the Beautiful, which he was on for 22 years. I saw that. Lance Vanderkolk. Steve Hardman, best known for State Park. I think that's the only other role he has. Alan DeVoe, Hugh G. Rection, best known for <laughs> Recruits. He played Howie Bates in the original Screwballs, which I think is supposed to be the same character. Jason Warren, Marvin Eatmore, who's Marvin Eatmore, best known for Youngblood. Once again, the character played in the original movie had a different name, Melvin Jerkovsky. <laughs> Mike mm. McDonald, uh, plays Principal Arsenal. He's best known for recruits. And Cynthia Bellevue is best known for goofballs. Absolutely no connection. The box office is unknown on a budget of $1 million. Rotten Tomatoes, it is unrated with critics and 24 with audience members. Yeah, I went to Rotten Tomatoes and read some of the uh, critics' blurbs. They were not kind to this film. No, they were not. Uh, this movie is a sequel to Screwballs. Uh, just so you know, since you have not seen that film, the plot of that movie was four guys, kind of the same guys in this movie, same four guys in this movie, because one's a tennis player. <laughs> I mean, they're the same guys, different names. They get detention because of a girl named Purity. And they band together with the goal of seeing her naked, which happens over the closing credits. The original film, for some reason, was supposed to take place in the 60s, even though there's nothing that places it there. And the sequel obviously takes place in the 80s. There is a third movie called Screwball Hotel, 
which have has even less in common with this film than this film has with the original. I did not see this in the theater. I'm assuming you did not either. I had never even heard of this movie until you brought it up. I had not seen this in the theater, but I have seen it three times in the last month. So, Oh, all right. So the movie itself starts in... Hold on is, a second. You're, you're skipping oh, a section. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. This probably is big, too. We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In the movie that we saw, we saw your boobs. Uh, Annie McCauley, this movie. Karen Wood, this movie. Cynthia Bellevue, this movie. C.J. Lusby, this movie. Susan Irvine, this movie. And that does not in, that count the number of untitled people or right. unnamed people because there's a lot more nudity in it than just those four women. Did you notice, though, that they never showed two sets of boobs on the screen at the same time? That I did not notice, no. Yeah, it was. I was expecting like Porky's or, you know, the wet t-shirt contest in Hot Dog where they're all topless. It was always just one pair of boobs on the screen. Well, they did a lot of insert shots where, uh, and we can get to it as we get to it, but like in the wet t-shirt contest, for example, they show the the guy pouring the water on all of them, but then they show insert shots of just close-ups where you can see the nipples underneath the mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But the movie itself starts, and what is the name of their high school? Beaver High. Beaver High. It's very subtle, the um, innuendo that this is. Right. Very subtle. And one of the things that critics uh, slammed this movie for was names like Huge Erection. and. Uh Uh-huh. I guarantee those same critics would not have gone after the Bond films. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Same kind of thing, though. Yeah, Pussy Galore. Yes. Octopussy. Well, I... Holly Goodhead. Well, I... Holly... Yeah, well, or the Austin Powers ones. A, a lot, lot of, of vagina. <laughs> or Ivana. Ivana hump a lot. <laughs> but we are introduced to, there's four main guys. <clears throat> mm-hmm. There's the tennis coach. And since I've watched this enough times, the tennis coach's name is Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the guy, I just call him the player. That's Brad. Yeah. Then there's the nerd, mm-hmm. who's Hugh. And then the fat guy, Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. And Marvin is eating on top of a, is he on a stairwell or, but he's looking at these women that are all in skirts. He's on a little roof, like a little, like a little outbuilding that comes off the main building. It looks like he crawled out the window and his, his t-shirt says, I eat anything. Yes. So he eats ass. Oh, wow. He's like you. He's like you. I, I. You know, this is 1986. That, that that's kind of next level. You know, ass. Yeah. All right. I I don't think so in 86. That that's a, that's, you know, that's a professional move. In 86, but okay. All right. But there's but there's Brad, he's in the bathroom with two chicks and one of them loses a bet and she has to take her bra off. Right. Yeah. Right from the jump, it is just any excuse to have women nude. And uh-huh. and we could have said this at the top. This movie is extremely thin. <laughs> yes. It's got a running time of, of not including credits of about an hour and 10 minutes. And that includes multiple music videos. <laughs> oh, God. Montage. Yeah, we'll get to that. But um, as Marvin is looking at these girls, 
they turn around and they, they lift up their skirts. Yes. And what does it and say it, on their panties? Eat shit. Some forward thinking, you know, okay, you need to be here. You, just in case some guy asks to see this. Right. And then there's the nerd. He's got a, a camera on a skateboard or something. And he's peeping on chick, chicks who are wearing skirts. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the last guy, Steve, is the tennis instructor. And he's just right. doing the, you know, kind of grabbing her as he's showing her how to do a, a stroke, which actually does come up later. Did you think the principal, as the principal oh. was introduced, do you think that was Bill Murray? I, I Well, I would have at first had you not warned me that it was not. I actually had linked it to Bill Murray. And then when I was going through to do, just in case you vetoed this movie, I saw that Bill Murray wasn't in the cast. I'm like, well, maybe he's uncredited. It's like, no, this is a different guy. I would have yeah. bet cash money that that was Bill Murray. <laughs> But uh, we see yeah. some break dancing, and it is the end of the school year. And they're all being, everybody's being released, and the principal says to have a great summer. Everybody except for those four guys. And yes. there's a little bit of a montage. And did you catch any of the things in any of the lockers? Um, There were a bunch of jock straps with a, like a Polaroid stapled to each jock strap of a guy. Right. And there's a woman that had a thing that said size queen in her locker. Okay. And then there were Playboy centerfolds and Playgirl centerfolds with the Playgirl centerfolds just covering the cock. Yes. Yeah. And then there was one locker that had a bra hanging in it with like a six pack of beer in the upper part. Yeah. I Movies like this from the 80s, you know how they say that the 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 image that is portrayed in like magazines for women is is harmful because they can never attain that level of thinness, that shape, that level of beauty. It, it's a harm. It gives them a harmful self image. Yeah, and that's why you have overweight models now um, to basically tell women, "Hey, it's okay to be a fat ass. That's unhealthy, man. It's it's, it's body positivity. I know, I know, all women are beautiful, and you're not supposed to body shame. But I'm sorry, but." Having a woman that's 230 pounds on the cover of Sports Illustrated for the bikini issue, that's that's not good. That's not a good thing. And it is, you know, it's supposed to be aspirational. And mm-hmm. I, I was actually going down that path. But since you, you opened it up, you know, it, it's almost if, if you had like a really good friend, like one of your best friends, and they mock your concave chest, you know, <laughs> what that would do to your, your self-image. <laughs> Hey, you mock you mock my baldness and my sweater all the time. <laughs> but the reason I brought up this whole thing is the way that high school is portrayed here is I wanted to be in a high school that was like these high schools. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into that more, especially once they get to Coxwell Academy. But Coxwell. they're in the principal's yeah. office. and Yes, it's they're, they're, they're in their fourth year of the 12th grade. And this, believe it or not, does come back later as something that I don't understand. So, yeah, it's their fourth year in grade 12, but there's a secretary that walks in, great legs, uh-huh. does not get naked, but they are being sent to Coxwell Academy for the summer. And then the credits come up, and for the first time we hear, I think, I thought it was called Loose Screws, but that's not what it's called in the title. It is a, it is a song that is played at least one more time, if not two more times during this film. They're all they're they're in a convertible, like a K car convertible. Is only like by nice, John Voigt. Like a nice K car convertible. Yes. Uh and they're all different sunglasses. Did you notice 
that it, it was like the Flintstones where they kept on going past the same scenery. I did not, but IMDb told me that, that they went through the yeah. same stretch of road like 10 or 12 times oh, during that. I, I opened up the IMDb notes and there were like two things. <laughs> yeah, the information on this film was kind of thin. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but uh, they go past a punch bug and one dude has trade me on his shirt. That's Brad. That's Brad. And a pregnant chick steps, stand, she wants to trade her I, I don't think she was pregnant. Him. She was just fat. I, but she had a pillow in her. She it was, wasn't it, really it, fat. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't she, very realistic. It was <laughs> no. She had a pillow in her shirt. Yeah, and he kind of waves it off. Uh huh. But and apparently, Mustang, every, yeah, everybody drives they, a convertible. Yes, they pull up to a Mustang, and one chick. Uh, does, does it say "I do" on her shirt? No, it says "sure." Oh, okay. Yes, and then we see more boobs. Okay. Question. This is one mm. of those things where. I, I, I've led a sheltered life. I, I don't know things. So maybe you in your, your worldliness can tell me about these, this. How often do women not wear bras? Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever gone up the shirt of a girl that didn't have a bra on. Because the girl that is wearing a shirt that just happenstance happens to say sure for his yeah. shirt that says trade. <laughs> Right. They trade yeah. shirts. But there's a bus of kids that they pass, and that bus is going to Coxwell Academy as well. Coxville. Is it Coxwell or Coxville? Coxwell. Coxwell. But do you know what town Coxwell is in? Wadsworth. Wadsworth. It's clever. It's clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they lose a piece of luggage. I thought that was going to come. No, 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 no. No. The, the thought behind writing this film, I think... You know, a couple of people got high <laughs> and they, they took down like a very basic outline and they, and it was just, okay, we have just, how can we get women nude here? How can we get women nude here? And that's what the entire process was to write sure. this film. Sure. But they so get they to, arrive, yeah. they get there before the school bus does and they're checking out the school and then they come out, the four of them come out of the, the front door and the bus pulls up and they're welcoming the girls and they say, Hey, you have to take this medical exam. Go down the go down the hallway. Wait, 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 wait. You're you didn't read my notes. So I didn't. Yeah, they they got to the school and there's a school registration sign. And as they walk in, there's this thing in in the middle of the hallway, and it, we don't know what it is yet. It's a small little statue, and that'll come up later. But one of them says, "Before we do anything else, we need to just take a oh. survey." And they walk around, yes. and then as the bus is pulling up, they're all kind of hiding around a corner. And one of them says this. Our mission, should we decide to take it, is to locate and ravage as many women on that bus as possible. You can hear Loose Screws is still playing in the background. Okay. All right. <laughs> but we get the introduction of the principal. And this is when they say, that because the principal says, oh, something like fresh recruits or something along that line. And they are pretending that they are doctors and they are going to give medical exams and the first girl that comes up, what is her name? Mm, I, I, I don't have any names down for the girls. Candy Bar. Candy Bar. All right. And they send all the guys to, hey, guys, j just go down there. <laughs> yeah. Follow the signs. And for some reason, Marvin, the fat guy, is hiding in a closet. And Steve is wearing a, it looks like a doctor's, what do you call it? 
not robe. Lab, lab, lab coat, coat, yeah. Except it right. says Coxwell Academy Auto Shop on the back of it. Hmm. And he, I didn't catch that. He tells the girls to strip down to their bra and panties. And one right. of the girls has an issue with this. What's the issue? She doesn't, she, she doesn't wear a bra. She, and he says, you'll be okay. Well, he says, do you have tits? <laughs> Little ones. Yeah. And he's like, I'll let you take the examination. And right. as this is happening, as the girls go around this little thing to, to get undressed, all the boys go into a room that says boys x-ray. And after they close the door, it falls off and it's actually the women's staff room. Yes. And then back to the examination and Steve is checking out the boobs of all the girls. And but the, see, now this would, this would be the perfect example of that there's only one set of boobs here. Why would they not have all of these girls topless? It would be way more titillating. titillating. Yeah. Uh, um, Canadian law, because it's filmed in Canada. That's Is it really? Yeah, it was a Canadian film. Okay. So, I mean, that's very valid. Maybe that was the case, that you could only have one pair of boobs on screen at a time. I I have no idea, but it's the only thing I can think of. That, but I mean, that's valid. Those those Canadians, they're uh, they're a little little bit weird, eh? But the girl that wasn't wearing a bra has bigger boobs than some of the girls that are wearing bras. Yes, and, and the the girl screen the, right of her looks just like a dude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Hugh G. Rection um, has a video camera. He's got the, the Doug High School camcorder. Right. Yes. <laughs> the huge takes the full-size VHS. And, and they explain that it's a video x-ray. Right. Have you heard of video dating is video x-ray? And the fat guy who's in the closet has a skeleton fall on him. Not a real skeleton, but, you know, the little skeletons that they have in bi- biology class. And he freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all the women, you're not doctors, and they scatter. And then a woman teacher goes in to the, the woman's staff bathroom and sees all the naked guys, and she screams. And right from the jump, and Matt is disappointed because we didn't see any cock. No cock. <laughs> yeah, the the principal doesn't like them from the jump. Yeah, but the Let naked chick. The one, hold, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. The fat guy has the skeleton and throws it, and the one chick who has her tits out, it lands on her, and she goes barreling through the hallway with this thing on her. Right, and. 30 seconds later, she's still running with that skeleton on her right. <laughs> when they run into the principal. Uh-huh. But here's where the principal basically explains that what Coxwell Academy is about. Let me tell you about Coxwell Academy. We pride ourselves on tradition and high academic standards. And nobody steps out of line. And then an attractive woman comes in and... If if you watch this scene where you have the four guys on a bench and the four guys on a bench is a recurring gag and it actually goes back mm-hmm. to the first film where everybody except the fat guy gets off and the fat guy slides off the bench. Yeah. It's stupid, but it's just done over and over and over again. But behind the principal, there is some lady, some secretary. I don't know if that was actually a person or if that was a mannequin because she does not move at all. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> nice. But an attractive woman comes in. Miss Lot. Yeah, her name is uh, Miss Lot, and she has this conversation with with the principal. Don't any of you move an inch. Jesus, I've already moved nine. Hello. Hello. Hi, you must be Miss Lot. Welcome to Coxwell Academy. Why, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Arsenault. I, I'm really looking forward to it. 
Uh, is there any way I can be of assistance to you? Um, it, yes, I, I believe you can. Um, can you show me my box, please? <clears throat> Certainly. Um, must have your name uh, across the little slot or something. I know, but some of these slots are smaller than others, and I guess that's okay, as long as my mail doesn't get bent in half. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, I'm on a lot. <laughs> So you've been getting some mail already. <laughs> oh, I get my share of mail. <laughs> that you do. Uh, I was thinking at the uh, first convenient uh, time for you, we should uh, get together, because uh, I uh, may have uh, another position you might be interested in trying. <laughs> oh, well, any position under you would be just fine. The whole usage of box and slot I thought was a little bit interesting here, because that was not something you'd hear commonly as a euphemism for vagina back then no and her first name is mona mona yes. lot yeah <laughs> just like huge erection um yeah that's in my notes that's the thing i love about this film is it's very very subtle yeah very subtle yeah but they're all getting moved into the dorms what, boys wait wait, wait. And the there's girls. one other thing that's kind of important here what right. is her job she's the french teacher and she tells the principal that make sure that he tells the students that she's available for private tutoring. And then she leaves. Yeah. And if he, the principal overlooks, I'm going to let it go this time. Why? But if, if he, they do it again, it'll be the most miserable part of their lives. And then that's where the gag with the fat guy falling off the bench comes in. There is even one part time where the fat guy gets off the bench and they got three guys look at him, and he sits back down, and then they get off the bench? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, it's the girls are moving into their dorm room, and their dorm room is more like a barracks because there's right. like 10 girls that are in there? Yes, one big room. Yeah. And then the guys are moving in, and the fat guy, what is the fat guy unloading out of his uh, duffel? Ho-hos and Pringles and um, Cheetos and candy bars. Yeah, and one of them is, I think it's probably Steve, is bitching to Brad, where are all the babes that you promised us? And I'm thinking, they've been there for half an hour. They've already seen 10 girls in bra and panties. That's that's a good week. That's a good week. <laughs> that's yes. a good month. That's a good year. That's a good year. Yes. But back in the girls' area, uh, immediately they're breaking out the weed. Mm-hmm. One girl brings out, breaks out the joints. Yeah. And a female gym teacher comes in and takes their weed, and she takes a puff, and her name is Miss Von Blow. Right. At first, she's like, she. who does she remind me of? Unibrow from Austin Powers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like a, a German school marm. Yeah. And I actually, even before it comes up later, I said, does she have a beard? Because I think yeah, she's got a little bit. She's got some stubble. Uh-huh. Um, then we get a montage. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. So she's scolding them for smoking the weed, and then she takes a couple of hits, and she mellows out, and she's like, okay, girls, just just don't get in trouble or something. I mean, she's she mellows out right away. Well, she yes. says that uh, beds are to be made by 10 p.m. and lights out at 8. <laughs> she, she gets it all screwed up, and she says something about it being a Turkish blend. But then there's okay. a montage of class, lunch, and then running around outside – and then we're at the beach, um, and George is scared. But they're dressed. The guys are pulling up a table like on the, the equivalent of a boardwalk at this beach. They're dressed a little 
hot for summer, aren't they? Because they're all in jeans and like long sleeve shirts. Just well, seems- yeah, I mean, even in, even like in August on like the the Canadian East Coast, it's only like forty five degrees for a high. <laughs> but their waitress shows up. Um, the waitress comes up a couple times. She's got big tits. But we find out that Hugh is still a virgin, and they're going to have a contest f- for the summer. Before this semester's out, I guarantee that you lose it. Yeah, just take a look around this place. You can't miss. Let's turn this situation into an interesting project. I propose that we start a point system. Ten points for every girl that we score. Five for an almost, and two for a look-see. And, uh, a cool hundred for a certain Miss Mona Lott. Okay, let, let's think about this. So, Take Mona out of the equation for right now. That's because it's 100 points. Mm-hmm. 10 points for getting laid. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, was it five points for, for a handy or a blowjob? Or, I mean, is that what it is? Or is it fingering? Would that count too? I think so. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and then two points for if you get a look-see or grab some tit. Well, to me, look-see means that you got to see somebody naked. Yeah. And the, But if you see somebody naked, there's probably a pretty good chance that you grab some tit not in this film no not in this film no but the math doesn't quite add up here i i have to take you know issue with some of the screenwriter logic (laughs) eventually in this but we're in mona's class and she's talking about relaxing the throat and having it be lubricated and i i thought they could have done more with this Mm -hmm. joke than they really did yes but class is over and and matt is thinking hmm Good tips. <laughs> Just pouring a KY down my throat. <laughs> yes. Class is over, and uh, Steve is staying after class, and he's talking to Mona. And what is he talking to Mona about? He wants a private lesson. Yeah, he says, I, I, I want, I like French, or I, I need to learn French because I'm going to France at the end of the summer. And honestly, Steve looks older than Mona does. Yeah, he does. But back in the girls' barracks, uh, one of the girls is playing with a vibrator. And I, I, I didn't count, but there's probably 10 girls in this dorm room or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're all hanging out in their bra and panties. In, 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 in the world that I want to live in, this actually happens. Yes, yeah. This, this is the, the, I was talking about the unreal expectations that movies set that are harmful to people. This, this uh-huh. is the high school. I, I wanted to go to this high school. Yes. Well, that's I mean, Elaine asked Jerry, so, you know, is that what you think women do? Yes, Elaine. Yes, it is. When I think he says, you know, are you guys going to have a strip down to your bra and panties and have a naked tickle fight? Yeah. Yeah. That, the, yeah. That's the world I want to live in. That is the world I want to live in. Yeah. But Von Blow comes in and she takes all the girls Playgirl magazines. And how, I mean, Playgirl, obviously, you've heard of it. I've heard of it. You probably had a subscription, but you know, we're aware of what it is. How I only know of one girl that had Playgirl stuff up in her locker in high school. Hmm. And was that the girl that uh, took on the basketball team? Yes. Okay. Except you. <laughs> I was on JV. <laughs> All right. I only got a handy. Um <laughs> but uh no, I actually did not. But it, talking to different girls, it there's there's different schools of thought here i i just don't see the whole thing about 
it's it's every guy wants to see every girl naked. I think for the most part. I remember being on the school bus in grade school and hearing two girls talk about that her mom had a playgirl and that Burt Reynolds was the centerfold. But that had was like Cosmo. A cowboy. Was it Cosmo? Yeah, it was Cosmo, yeah. Uh, I know for a fact know. it is, and it'll come up in what you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, but I remember them talking. Okay, well, maybe maybe they were mistaken then. It's possible. But yeah, he, okay. he, he was he was in the center of Cosmo, cause, and he didn't show his dong. He was just no. He had a cowboy. He had a cowboy hat over it. But and and also, would you say elementary or middle school? It was elementary school. Well, that is a little bit different because then it it's the whole. I've never seen one, and it's the whole mystery of seeing one. I mm-hmm. remember a, a guy when I was in elementary school. He, his dad had a subscription to Playboy. My dad had, and he wanted us to bring them in so we could like pool them. <laughs> <laughs> coincidentally the same guy that tried to convince me to sell cocaine when i was in college <laughs> but, oh all right but as i said they're all hanging out in their panties and the von blow came comes in steals the playgirls and the vibrators and she says she will castrate any boy she finds in there and then who comes walking in brad as brad lean bradine 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 okay and she asks about Brad's facial hair, and he asks about hers. Yeah. And, oh, no, all beds seem to be taken, but uh, at least for one night, Bradine can sleep with one girl. And then we cut to uh, Marvin, the fat guy, outside in aerobic studio. And did you see what road the aerobic studio is on? No. It's on Bush Road. Bush Road. Yes. <laughs> and then Hugh, what is Hugh doing to raise his chances? He is stuffing his pants with tissues. Did you ever? Did you ever use no. a sock or no? I did. I no. and if I did, I would say that I did. No, I. I just don't think that would, that would never be a thing that would that would never move the needle. No, no. But that we see the fat guy in the aerobics class, and this scene is kind of pre-internet hot. Well, they're all hard bodies. Wasn't there a movie called Hard Bodies? Yes, there was. All and right. I think there was a. Uh, suntan lotion or something underneath hard bodies is kind of like the underline of hard bodies. Yeah. Something like that. But is this one of the, the a musical montage or like a music video? Yes. Where <laughs> this was the one I'm like, this is the, I think this is where I texted you and I said, what in the world did you get me into? <laughs> yeah. It, it's movies thin. <laughs> There's not a lot there. But he's doing stuff that would absolutely get him tossed out, if not arrested. That's what it, but my note. Doing things that would be frowned upon. Because <laughs> he he picks up one girl and he's sticking his face in another girl's crotch as she's putting her legs together. Yeah. And then cut to like the next shot and girls are dabbing him as he is working out. Uh-huh. But then we go back to the, the boardwalk and Hugh yeah. is leaving a literal paper Tra- trail. <laughs> A trail of tissues. Uh-huh. It's not to be confused with the trail of tears, which is very, very different. But um, the, the fat guy is in, is he in the pool or the whirlpool? It's a whirlpool. And a girl comes in. That's Mona. Is that Mona? Yeah. Mona goes into the sauna. Okay. All right. But she never. T- we never see her take a towel off there. No. And then we go to back to the dorm where Brad as Bradine is in there and the He's hanging out with the girls and they're doing shit in their bra and panties. And 
my notes. I want I want this to be realistic. But yes. uh, Brad's uh, bedmate is Candy, Candy Bar. Is that Candy? Okay. Yes. And she says she's blind as a bat without her contacts, which I suppose is. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Except it pays off 30 seconds later. <laughs> right. But uh, Von Blow comes in and she drags Brad into the bathroom and says, everybody needs to take a bath. And there's two girls in the tubs already. Yes. In the, in the IMDB notes, both of them are referred to as bathtub girls. <laughs> <laughs> but one girl says that he can join her. Yeah. And f- for the first time this season, we actually get. We've got Bush. Oh, hell pie. Just a hint of Bush here. And the two girls yes. leave. Uh-huh. He Brad, tries to get out the window, but he can't. The window is like painted shut. And he locks the door. And uh, Von Blow is at the door. And she says, I bet I don't hear splashing. I better hear splashing. And he's kind of splashing. And he gets into the tub and just his bra. And I'm assuming underwear. I don't know. But then Candy comes in. And yes. she says the lock is busted. The continuity of Von Blow couldn't get in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ten I seconds know. ago. Uh-huh. But Candy just comes right in, yeah. And uh, she wants to jo- she wants to join him, there, even though there's two bathtubs. Oh, there's not enough hot water left. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. And again, she says she's blind without her contacts. In case we've forgotten that plot point from a minute and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And then we see we cut to Steve, and Steve is getting ready for his tutoring with uh, Lot. Mona Mona Lot. Lot. Yes. Yes. We go back to the the bathroom and candy says she'll wash hers if brad washes she'll wash brad's if brad washes hers and brad is washing her back and once again do girls really do this no no they do not they do not this is yeah this is is, fantasy yes Uh uh-huh but candy asks if bradeen knows any guys and brad is pimping himself out right and candy asks brad to introduce her to Brad, and he says mm-hmm. he'll be happy to. And then we go back to Steve. Yes, and there's some song that's play- about rubbers. Yes. <laughs> Got a little propylactic. Yeah. Um, Steve has brought roses for studying. And then we go back to the dorm, and Brad has climbed into bed with Candy, and he is kissing her. And yes. s- supposedly, she still thinks that Brad is Bradine. Right. But is okay with a chick kissing her. Yeah, I mean, once again, uh, okay. I, I want to believe yeah. in this. <laughs> right, right. But Von Blow goes into the bathroom and the seat is up. Who got busted? What movie was it? That a dude comes home and his wife is in bed and he looks in the, to- in the bathroom and the toilet seat is up. I want to see the last Boy Scout. Yeah, there you go. It's with Bruce Willis and um, MacGyver's pilot. Had her gut. Had her gut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. D-Day. That's D-Day. Because he is, yeah, he's going to, um, he's talking to his wife and they get into this argument and he, and he, she says that he should call her a whore because that shows that he cares. And he takes his gun and he's pointing it at the closet. And he's like, who's in the closet? <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Yeah, Brad is busted, and there's a Scooby-Doo scene here. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lots of running around, jumping over beds, going under beds. Jump, go, going under beds, yes. And um, she goes, I still want to meet Brad. And he kisses her, and he goes, you just did. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slap into a Slim Jim. And Steve has shown up at Mona's, and she's in the shower. Mm-hmm. More nudity here. Yes. And she is speaking French, but Steve does not speak French at all. <laughs> he And he totally misinterpreted it as, hey, come on in. Well, she says something about, I'm in the shower, I'll be out in a minute. And Oh, he's got a book. He's got a book, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he says, uh, join, he thinks it means that join him in the shower or right. join her in the shower. Yeah. And then the principal apparently is also kind of on the Mona tip here, and he is driving to Mona's place. And he's he's talking himself as we've talked about how, you know, you walk through those conversations to yourself before you actually have them. He's kind yeah. of having that conversation he's planning on having with Mona with himself. And then back to the bathroom at Mona's place, uh, I think you have something to say about Steve's attire here. Uh, I do. Oh, I figured you would. It's going to come up sooner or later, probably multiple times. Uh, does he, is he wearing my sweater? No, uh, Steve has some sweet blue panties on. <laughs> oh, oh, his underwear. Well, the, the, we'll get to that. What, when a, you see, when you see those kinds of underwear, it's fine. That's, that's okay. Obviously you have taken the time and have taken Steve underwear shopping already, <laughs> but there will be a time. Yeah, where I where, where I will make a comment. Oh, I knew it was coming sooner or later. Yeah, but uh, he takes off his. Well, that's a callback. We have we haven't we haven't talked about Matt going underwear shopping in a long time. Hasn't been that long. <laughs> but he takes off his underwear and he climbs in the shower with Mona and she kicks him out. Uh. And it, as Steve is going running out, he runs into the principal and the principal gets Steve's blue underwear on his head. And we saw another hint of Bush here, so that's twice already we've seen seen a hint. Did of we Bush. see? Yeah. Did we see a hint of Bush? Yep. All right. And the next day, yeah, the principal is reading the riot act to Steve. He has punishment for him. It's like, do you like water? Do you like getting your hands wet? I love water sports. (laughs) That's that's different. But what does Steve have to do as his punishment? Scrub the floor with a toothbrush. It's a very militaristic punishment, Mm -hmm. except that's usually the head. Yes. But at lunch, all the guys are comparing notes. And they say that nobody has any points yet. That's not true. Because no, you're right. Because Steve saw boobs. Steve saw boobs. Brad has saw at boobs. least three sets of boobs. Yeah, even Marvin may have caught in some boobs in the hot tub that we didn't see. So yeah, that's what the math does not add up. I have a complaint for the screeners of this film. But and I think in the, I think when he was in the bathtub, she grabbed his cock oh, and thought yeah. it was the soap. Uh, she thought it was a. It's pink. It, it was, was a rubber he, duck. It was a, there was a pink okay, rubber duck. Okay, because he duck. was kind of like getting ready. Like he was in position. Like okay, her hands are down there. She's gonna grab my dick. And actually, yeah, the washcloth like, came up. Like he, he had an erection. Yes. All right. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. um, yeah. But the, the girls show up. Wait, before she say, shows up, we find out that Mona belongs to the aerobics place that uh, Marvin goes to. All right. And then the girls show up. Yeah, and they say that there's a beach party. And there's a and girl then, that is talking to Hugh, and she likes a guy with a good head, and they, they're they invited to the beach party. And then there is a choreographed dance number. Yeah. In my notes, it's, what the actual fuck is this? Do the spoon. It reminded oh. me of a Saved by the Bell song. This is, it's like an Elvis movie or something. And at the end of the song, they all run into the water. Uh-huh. But- and, and they, for some reason, they show two babies. 
there, there's two small children and then there's somebody wearing a nighty. Like yeah. not like a sexy nighty, like a negligee, like an old woman nighty. Yeah. Like the queen queen will be buried in. But um that night they're having a wiener roast. And I don't even know the girl's name. She says something to Marvin about 10 points if you can get in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's not big enough anyway. I, unrealistic dialogue. Not a lot of women are going to be saying that. And then no. uh, Brad is talking to Candy, and she says, whenever I'm near you, I get wet. And then Steve and Tracy, I guess her name is Tracy, are going Tracy for a swim. Tracy Greathead. Yes. <laughs> but we've been swimming all day. That was with our swimsuits on. So yeah. they go skinny dipping. Uh, Brad and Candy are on a towel on the beach. And I'm assuming Brad gets late here. If if Brad does not get laid here, he's definitely getting five points here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And same thing same with, with Steve. Steve. Yeah, same thing with Steve. And the next day, the principal is showing off the model, the thing that we saw in the hallway in the glass enclosure, the little statue. And it is the it is a mock-up of what the full-size statue of the founder of Coxwell Academy will look like when it's done for the Founder's Day celebration. Yes. And one woman is walking by, and I swear to God, she I thought she was going to do the jerking off with her hand motion because she's so unimpressed by the whole thing. Uh-huh. But she sees uh, Steve scrubbing the floor. And what is she holding? Uh, tennis stuff. Yeah, tennis racket. And she says she just picked it up this morning. It's nice and tight, just how... Actually, she hands it to him. He says, nice and tight, just how I like it. The tighter, the better. And then they have kind of a back and forth about it's all in the stroke. And she says that her club is looking for an instructor. And her name is Claudia. Claudia. (laughs) Well, as I said before, Claudia, it's all in the stroke. Some ladies like a hard, fast stroke. Well, others seem to prefer a long, slow follow-through. As for myself, I enjoy doing it both ways. Well, which do you think is best for me? There's only one way to find out. So they go into the woods. And they're fooling around. There's no nudity here, which is actually kind of surprising. Yeah, and that'll come up a little bit later also with her. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually her or not because or a stunt or stunt tits. Yeah, because you never see her face in right. the same shot. Mm-hmm. But um, then we see a couple old guys they're golfing, and one guy shanks into the woods right by where Steve and Claudia are fooling around. How does and Steve they, not notice? <laughs> he's she is so hot that he is on another level of consciousness. Okay. That he doesn't even realize that she leaves and the ball lands between her legs. She bails and the old guy who's golfing comes and whacks him right in the ding ding. Yes, it's got to play it where it lies. He still could tell Steve to move. This right. is rude. Uh-huh. But now we're back at the school and Hugh is mixing chemicals and he's cutting up a bra. Okay, so here here's a, a question for you. And you might know this, you might not know. You might not know this. How much does a bra cost? Just average cost. 40 bucks. That's a little on the high end, but they're not cheap. Okay. All right. But he's cutting up a bra and he's putting the parts of a bra into the chemical and it's dissolving. Yes. In in the material. Then Marvin and Hugh are walking out to the pool area and Hugh is there with his camera. And Hugh has his camera pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. They ask the girls that are in the pool if they will be swimming for a while. 
Yeah, they'll be there for a while. And then they go and they put the chemical that the, he has been working into working on into like the pool the works, intake. The, the, yeah, something. It's yeah. And they are getting dressed. Hugh and Marvin are getting dressed, and they've been their their suits have been treated, <laughs> <laughs> right? With something I don't even remember what it was. So they don't dissolve. And now all the women that were swimming are naked. So there's got to be 15, 20 women in this pool, right? Yeah, but we don't we don't see a single tit. No, but we see a lot of ass. Yeah. But for Hugh and for Marvin, that's two, 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 two. Right. That's just sure. going to add up because... It's like, that's like 30 points each, right? Yeah. But uh-huh. the principal shows up to do laps and tells the girls to get out of the pool and... The principal noticed that they're all nude, lots of asses. And then we see Brad. Brad is in Steve's car, but he's studying a massage book. And he he bribes the real masseuse, whose name is Hung Lo. Hung Lo. Hung Lo. Yes. This whole section, tad bit racist. (laughs) Just a little bit. But Mona is there for a massage, and she's on the table, and she's in a towel, and she's ready for Hung Lo couple more racist things and for some reason brad is wearing a fu, Man- fu manchu ma- mustache <laughs> and has a bad accent but he tries to pull up the towel to show her ass and then he was reading the massage book what was the goal what, what was he trying to get from the massage book uh to get her to come yeah he's trying to get her to come by massaging her and then she jumps up in pain and but he's doing this thing on her shoulder I'm like, okay, if, if I knew about that magic spot, I mean, you could just be like, you know, be in the friend zone with a girl and be like, you know, oh, I'm just, I'm under so much pressure and I'm just so tense. Well, hey, let me just rub your shoulders. If that spot was real and you can make a girl go, ooh, 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 what's, I can't even do it. I can't make, <laughs> can you make that high pitch noise? Can you make a high pitch noise? What high pitch noise? Like, like if you're at a concert and, Woo! That's about as high pitched as I can Oh, go. I thought you were you talking know, about like the noise a woman makes when she comes. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like some guys Woo! can... <laughs> but even higher pitched okay. than that. No, I cannot. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. there there was a... We've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, if, if this was actually a real thing, this would have helped me because I remember I was... Th- the time that the beautiful penis got his name, mm-hmm. I was massaging a girl who is topless <laughs> yeah i've given i've given girls massages where i was in the friend zone before topless no no well, i no. was in the friend zone and it's like uh, but if i if that spot was there i could have just you know tweak that and turn that corner yeah and, and then at that point i wouldn't have cared she said well it's not as beautiful as jerry's <laughs> i don't care <laughs> yes got late <laughs> okay. that's right that's right but uh, yeah, she discovers Brad, and he has to write on the chalkboard. I don't, I don't even didn't even read what he had to write a thousand times. I will not make sexual advances towards the female teachers of this institution. <laughs> All right, okay, a thousand times. All and right, then we're back at the boardwalk, and Brad actually has his arm in a sling from having uh-huh. to write that a thousand times. Did you ever have to do that in grade school, where you had to write something a yes. hundred times? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, several times. I, I don't and, remember for what, but I, I know I had to several times. Yeah. I remember and, one time I had to write sentences, except it was not like on the, the chalkboard. I had to write it 
and then bring it in the next day? Yep. I never had to do it on the chalkboard. It was always on a piece of paper and it would be like, I, 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 I won't, 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 won't. <laughs> no, I did. I did it on my computer and, you know, I just did, you know, L print, whatever the sentence was, and then repeat it a hundred times. And they accepted that. <laughs> did they really? Yes. Jesus. But back at the boardwalk, Hugh is telling up the scores for the guys. Um, and Brad sexually assaults the waitress, but she says she's available for any time for Hugh, but Hugh has zero points so far. That is mm-hmm. not right. That's right. He's got a bunch of points from seeing naked chicks, but he has a plan. And, you know, there are, there's not a lot in this film that's extremely clever, but there is one shot right here that I thought was actually extremely well done as Hugh and Marvin are walking across the street. They have the ladder mm-hmm. and they lift it up in a car. It goes scooting underneath it and they keep going. They actually, that was well done. I was actually Mm -hmm. surprised by that. And the principal is talking to himself again in the car. Once again, about Mona's new position. He's got a one track mind here and Marvin and Hugh are at Mona's and this is right out of animal house. Exactly. But unlike uh, Bluto, Hugh has a video camera and Mona is in brawn panties and she's drying her hair and I don't even know what, what type of dog this is, but some little dog comes out. It's like a Pomeranian. Yeah. Yeah. Comes and is, 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 is chomping on Marvin's leg or pulling on his pants. And he freaks out and drops the ladder. And Hugh gets stuck on the little roof there. Yeah. Marvin could just shake his foot and that dog would have flown about 20 feet. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, Hugh is, I said he's stuck on the cupola. I don't know if that's what it actually was, but cupola, yeah, Cup- Cup- cupola. Yeah, it's probably cupola. cupola, yeah. But Mona hears him, and Hugh doesn't come up with a lame excuse. He just actually tells the truth. I could say I was here to shoot a new film version of Romeo and Juliet. Marv down there, he'd be Romeo, and you will, you'd be Juliet. But I won't. Or I could say that I was here canvassing for the local candidate. But I won't. Actually, I'm just here to gaze at your tits. <laughs> and she slams the window down on his hands. Yes. And he drops the video camera, which actually is important because that comes up later. It's never fully explained. But the fact that he drops the video camera here is important to the end of the film. Okay. And I'll explain it once we get there. But he falls and he lands at the feet of the principal. And now what does Hugh have to do as his punishment? He has to clean all the windows. Every window in the school twice. Yes. And then uh, Steve shows up at Claudia's, the the one that he was trying to bang in the woods. And she's dressed in red and her husband's at the office and she has a red boa. And they go up the stairs and she's pulling his pants off and... He's got some black slingshot briefs. Uh-huh. But someone is at the door, and it's her husband. And it's the whole, oh, go out the window, do this, do that, do that. And he opens he's my like, closet. No he, well, he opens up the window, and he's like, no way, it's because it's a fire drop. Yes. Goes in the closet. It's a it's a dungeon, a sex dungeon closet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, can't fit under the bed, so he goes under the blankets. And, and who's, her, who's her husband? The principal. Yes. He wants to bang her. 
And she says, we already did it this semester and I have a headache. And have you ever been, have you ever been, uh, given the headache excuse? Yeah. Well, you, you know what the cure for a headache is? It's medically proven. Hot beef injection. Orgasm. Okay. Seriously, it's you can Google it. It is right. supposed to be a cure. But unfortunately for me, having sex with me isn't going to give you an orgasm, so that does not help. <laughs> but he says, uh, what about finals? No. And he grabs Steve's ass and says, it's, your ass is still as firm as the day we got married. Yes. But it, under the blanket, Steve is playing with her tit. Yep. And this is where I think that tit does not match her. Stunt That's tit. Stunt, stunt tit. Stunt tit. Yeah. Now she wants um, to do it, and Steve is saying no. I don't understand why he's saying no. Because it's because he doesn't want to be Eskimo buddies with the uh, Eskimo brothers with the principal. Uh, see, I would see that as just a big fuck you to the principal. All right. But she wants him, and he backs out, and he falls out the window, and he mm-hmm. runs home in his undies. Yeah. Now, back in the dorms, uh, Hugh is playing with a computer, and... Marvin is planning something. They're going to enter the women's changing room from above. Mm-hmm. And Marvin is the one that's going. He's probably the one who would be the, the last choice of the person that should be going through small, enclosed spaces. Oh, because he's a little husky? A little bit. But he has a headset, and there are spiders up there, and he's complaining about that, and he swallowed one, whatever. But this is a cliche I've always hated in all movies, whether they be like teen sex comedies or spy movies, is he pulls the uh, the tile out from the ceiling to look mm-hmm. down, and he's just got it wide open. He's not even hiding it. Right. Right. You would totally see that. Yes. You would catch that shit out of the corner of your eye. Yes. Or you would even you would even sense it. You would it wouldn't you you wouldn't even have to see it. You would sense that something is going on above you. Right, exactly. And the women come in from the pool, and there's towel fights as they're changing. Once again, I want to believe this is real. But Mona is on her way in there, and the principal sees the other three talking to uh, Marvin over the headset in the hallway. And Mona walks in, starts changing, and Marvin is talking really loud. So even if she couldn't see the fact that he is literally six feet above her, he's right. basically screaming in her ear. Yes, yes, she would hear him. Mm-hmm. And he falls through the ceiling, and the principal <laughs> says they are close this close to being expelled but not yet (laughs) what do you have to do to get kicked out of this school right they now have a curfew they're banished from class the pool and from girls and now we have the guys hanging out in their dorm room and they're all in their underwear and this is where matt has to take i think there's two of them that are in tidy whiteies that matt has to take underwear shopping but Okay, I I get it. I understand why the women are in their dorm room hanging out in their bra and panties. I get that. And to a certain extent, I can understand, okay, if you're a guy, you're just kind of hanging out. Maybe you take your shorts off, but you still have your T-shirt on. You're not hanging out in like your slingshots and nothing else playing guitar. No. No. Speaking of that, speaking of slingshots and and underwear, is it time to go to the lobby? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We're back. We're back. And uh, as they're hanging out in the dorm rooms in their underwear, I think it's Brad that says, screw it. Tonight we party. Yeah, he's he's playing a song on his guitar. He's like, yeah, fuck it, we're out. And they sneak out. And the the theme song from the beginning of the film plays again. Okay. And 
at this point, my notes says, yeah, this movie is ridiculous. No. <laughs> but they they go to a... It's not a titty bar, but it's it's a wild and loose place. That's actually, is this a titty bar? Um, and they they the three three the four main characters they're wearing sunglasses pretty much almost the entire film. Mm-hmm. But they're wearing sunglasses as they walk in. I think it's just a dance bar. Did you recognize who the host of the show was? No, it's Brent Spiner. Get the fuck out of here! Are <laughs> looks, you serious? It looks like him. Okay. But it's it's a wet t shirt contest. Well, who Hugh has his camera with him. Yeah. <laughs> they allow those in strip clothes. Sure they do. I have never been that I can think of to a wet t shirt contest. I've been to a bikini contest. Okay, sure. But, ne- but never but never a wet t shirt contest. But the data asks who wants to help and Hugh jumps up on stage and they, he, they give him a pitcher of water. And I think there's mm-hmm. probably eight girls on stage. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not nearly enough water for that many girls. And mm-hmm. he doesn't do the greatest pouring job, but this scene is very eighties because all the girls, even the ones that have like the string panties, they still have the huge ass on the back. Right. And as I'm sitting there watching this part of the movie, my missus walked into my office and she's like, what are you watching? <laughs> it's a Matt movie. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, the principal and Mona are driving in his car and he talks again about the new position he wants to see her in. And she puts her, her head on his shoulder. So she's all in about fucking this guy. Oh, absolutely. She is. And the, we forgot to mention the name of this place. It's called the pig pen. Right, it is very much a Porky's riff, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. I think they even say pig pen and whatever. And the waitress says, all the waitresses that they have, they have little pigtails coming out of their butts. Okay, all right. But now back in the club, they're showing off their butts on stage, and there's a lot of women in this club. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Data is asking who the who the winner is, and apparently number five is the winner. Who she did have the nicest panties, so give her credit for that. And what was her name? I don't know. Nikki Nice Stroke. Okay. But the principal and Mona show up at the Do you pitch. think she golfs? Do you think she's a golfer? Uh no. No. But the rest of the guys go up on stage. They pick their favorites. He data dismisses the rest of them. Well, and you, you miss the fact where the principal and Mona show up there and she doesn't want to go in and the principal says, oh, they have the best pork chops in town. All right. Okay. And yeah. And then, as you said, the well, first Marvin gets called up on stage and he asks if he can bring his friends with him and all the guys get paired with a girl on stage. All right. Now, you all know the rules. First, you got to cover the ladies from head to toe with whipping cream. I got explosive yeah. diarrhea just thinking about that. Yeah, that sounds exactly like Brent Spiner. <laughs> it looks <laughs> it like sounds, him. Sounds more like Wolfman Jack. It looks like him. It does look like who him. Who I think Wolfman Jack was on this was Do you remember the Scooby-Doo episodes that had celebrities? Yes. I think, uh, Harlem I Globetrotters think, was the one I remember yes, the most. Sonny and Cher, I believe. 
and Kiss, and then I know Wolfman Jack was one also. Well, Wolfman Jack, have you ever seen? Oh, American Graffiti. No, no, the other one he's in. It's with the guy who played Arliss. Hollywood Nights. No, I have not seen that. So Hollywood Nights was a film I remember seeing advertised, and I caught like five minutes of it when I was a kid. And it was one of those like holy grails for me, a thing I've never seen. And Uh I I actually saw it for the first time about a year ago, and it's fucking terrible. (laughs) Oh, all right. But uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is in that as well, and Tony Danza. Um, Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, it's going to be a Friends poll. But um, yeah. actually, no, well, yeah, uh, or or almost famous. Yes, yeah. uh, Marvin has number five. There's more nudity here. <laughs> you, you'd get mm-hmm. sick from that much whipped cream. But the principals yes, walked are. in, and the next day, what happens to them? He, they get expelled. Is is there a missing scene here? Because the principal looks like he has pancake makeup on his face. His face looks extremely white. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Know. I have no idea. But they're back on the boardwalk, and they're all having Cokes, and oh, what now? Uh, and they're lamenting all the things that are not going to happen now. No graduation, no college. Nope. Right. But they're all tied. They're all tied in points. Wait, wait, but no college? They're in their fourth senior year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, okay, wait. To be fair, this was filmed in Canada, where you can repeat your senior year as many times as you want to get your grades up to go to college. Sure. No, you can. I oh, learned about that on Degrassi. Yeah. Oh, all right. But they With do a point total. They're all tied. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But they want Mona. Mona's the holy grail. And Hugh has an idea. Yeah, they're going to do something. The next day, there's a big presentation at the school. And the guys are sneaking in in drag. Uh, they go past Arsenal and Mona. Um, Brad is dressed as Bradine again. And they meet up with some of the girls, and the chairman of the board of education is there, and apparently Coxwell, the founder of this institution, was his great-great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and welcome, everyone. Today is a very special day in the annals of Coxwell Academy, a day that will go down in history, a day you will be proud to tell your children and grandchildren, I was there. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like the moon landing. Yeah, but one of, one of the girls is in the projection room distracting an old dude, and another girl switches the film. And then Mona reveals the statue of Coxwell on, on stage. And the chairman of the board is impressed, and the principal yes. introduces a short film. Roll the film. And what's the name of the, the production company? Erection uh, Films, I think. Yes, and the name of the film is? Wet Dreams. Yes, and, and it's, it's it's the principal Mona, and Mo, Mona, and that's when Hugh was spying on Mona, and he got his hands slammed down. And he dropped the camera. That is where that footage is from. Oh, okay. Now I get it. it makes sense. And principal's playing a little rough with Mona. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. He ties her up, and there's some bullwhip stuff. And I'm taking notes, like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> But uh, the film burns up in the projector, and the chairman fires the principal and Mona on the spot. And then the statue starts talking. H- how did the guys change clothes this quick? I don't know. But th- there is another clothes change that's coming up very soon. <laughs> yes. But uh, yes. fumes and he, start and some, com- somebody, somebody says, here come the screw fumes. <laughs> yeah. And it's an aphrodisiac. Yes. How would they know that? <laughs> somebody even says aphrodisiac. 
And then Von Blow and some other woman are getting it on with the principal on stage as Mona is doing a striptease. And the crowd is going wild. The statue is just having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, it's fireworks are shooting out of it. And then uh, the four guys are in a band now. And they've changed clothes again. Yes. And the music is not matching with the instruments or what they're doing. At all. Whatsoever. <laughs> but and you missed the fact notes, that uh, Mona got, did a strip tease down to her panties. She took her top yes. off. Yes. And uh, in my notes, it says, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's it's a so, different song. Credits roll. My yeah. movie. Yeah. Speaking of the dumbest thing that you, I've ever seen. Go ahead. What do you think? Did it hold up? I never saw it before. The thing about this movie is it is what it is, and it does not pretend to be anything else. No. It is like the basest, most puerile instinct sex film with no, it doesn't attempt to have any t- kind of redeeming characteristics. Like Revenge of the Nerds. Or, or you know, even Porky's has redeeming yes. things about it. This is just, how can we find different ways to show women nude? Right. It absolutely succeeds at doing that. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, would I recommend it? If you're a child of the 80s, this is like a sweet spot film. This is It's dumb. It's not a good film, but it's it's a short watch. You get to see some good boobs. It was entertaining for what it was. I would say, yeah. Is it high art? Fuck no. But it right. is not. It's not terrible. It's dumb as hell, but it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, there are, you got to admit, some of the women in the movie are not unattractive. Yeah. All right. So- there's three movies that I've picked over the course of the two and a half years that we've been doing this. Hot Dog, Up the Creek, and Strange Brew. All three of those you did not care for. Yeah. Um, those tried to be something that they weren't. Uh, I don't... But there were still funny hijinks in those movies. This is this movie is just... It's fucking ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this one... Strange Brew doesn't try to be, do anything that it's not. Strange Brew is dumb and ridiculous, but it's it's you know, it has its redeeming qualities. This this movie has zero rede- redeeming qualities. All right. So, well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Surprisingly, one of those weird movies that doesn't do all three any of those three things. <laughs> Yeah, with a bullet. Yeah, I already said I'd recommend it. You know, for someone in our age group, it's it is what it is, and it's fine. Yeah. So the last thing is, and now it's time for Jen's two second movie review. Okay, so did she watch it? Yes. And now it's time for Jen's two second movie review. At least it was short. That was Jen's two second movie review. Jen. She actually said that some of the songs she enjoyed. (laughs) Oh God. So. Watch you watching? Uh, my week, I'll go. Uh, City on a Hill, Harley Quinn, Big Brother, Industry, uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, did you see any of the artwork in the background of House of the Dragon? Mm, no, because I'm watching it on an iPad. 
So there is a scene, I think it is when the the girl that can't act is talking to her dad in his office with the the big layout of the other places. Okay. And there's like a painting or a fresco or something on the wall. It's a dude fucking another dude (laughs) who's getting blown by a chick at the same time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched two episodes of Peacemaker. Um, Hot Shots Part Do. Have you seen Peacemaker before? Yeah, I saw it before. Oh, okay. I just, uh, I wanted to scratch that itch a little bit. I wanted to see if it was as good as I remembered it being, so I watched the first two episodes. And? It's fucking good. (laughs) Okay. It's really good. I watched the first couple episodes of The Terminalist, uh, which is um, Star-Lord. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. It is... It can go one of two ways at this point. It can end up being brilliant or not because there's so much of the unreliable narrator in this film. You don't know what's real and you don't know what's not. Right. It's It ends up... It's a great revenge story. It's There's nothing groundbreaking about it. It's based on a, a series of books, which this is book one of five... I think, or is it four? Um, but each book has a different theme. This is re- this is revenge. Um, I can't remember what the other themes are, but um, I think you'll like it. I think you'll you'll in the end you'll appreciate it for what it is. It's a simple story of revenge. That's all. That's all it is. Nothing more. Nothing less. But okay. good action, good acting, uh, good story. I watched parts of The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, I I watched the first episode and a half of Pennyworth, which is about Alfred. That's on. Do we have access to that? HBO Max. It is? Yeah. I had never. I actually just. When I was watching. uh, What do you call it? Um, Harley Quinn. It said other things you might like. Pennyworth. It's got two seasons. I thought that was on Epics. For no, some it's on HBO Max. And how is it? I don't know yet. Okay. It, it's very much a period piece. And the problem I have is if he's supposed to be kind of the equivalent of an MI6 agent, mm-hmm. how does he go from being an MI6 agent to being the guy that puts nipples on the bat armor? I don't know. And then I started watching it. But, but, hold on a second. In... Um, the Dark Knight series, Michael Caine, who plays Alfred Pennyworth, is in the in the Dark Knight. He's talking about because they're talking about the Joker and what is his motive. And Alfred is talking about how they're chasing some guy through the jungle. So he obviously was military, special forces, or something. So. Yeah, I can see him having that background. And then the last thing is I started watching a series called Minx, which mm-hmm. is about a woman that starts a Playgirl-type magazine. All right. Goddamn, there's a lot of cock in that film. Or that, is in that there series. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's got to be like 40 cocks in the first episode. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a lot. 
Yeah. See, that bothers me when I'm like on X Hamster and I'm scrolling and it's just – and all of a sudden it's they, – they like throw in some some bisexual thing in there. And it's just – you know, you get the screenshot of some guy sucking off another guy. It's like, no, keep on going. Get away. Get away. Actually, that reminds me. Um, Jen and I had an interesting conversation <laughs> last night because uh, on Big Brother, one of the guys was talking about how he was bisexual. And she says, what does bisexual mean to you? And I said, well, what does it mean to you? And she was going through it. And I'm thinking, is this going to work out in my favor? <laughs> <laughs> no, but to me, bisexual is that it's somebody that is sexually attractive would want to have sex with somebody of the same gender as well as somebody of the opposite gender. Whereas yeah. you can be straight and you can still say such and such is an attractive person. Doesn't mean I want to suck his cock, you know. Right. There, but you can say this is a good-looking dude. He's or you know he's built whatever. There's a difference, and the, the difference is you know the the desire to have that kind of sexual connection with them. Right, I agree. So that's I all agree. for me. Okay, uh, She Hulk. I not caught up in the last episode. Um, House of the Dragon. The first two episodes were meh. Third episode kind of ticked up a ran- little bit. Yes, it was. It, I was really kind of hoping that the the Crab King would be around a little bit longer, just because he was interesting. But no. Well, they're running through like a year and a half every episode. Yeah, yeah. They're going to run out of the two hundred years they have before Game of Thrones starts. <laughs> sure. Um, Rings of Power. Watch the first. I think it was the the first two episodes of that. Um. Super fucking woke with okay, so Lord of the Rings. Oh, bubble there. Whoa, whoa. Um, it's a Northern European story, right? Mm-hmm. Where I mean, you know, I've never read the books, but you watch the Peter Jackson movies, and it's pretty much it's all white people. Um, and in Rings of Power, I mean, you've got living in a cave. The dwarf cave. You've got a black female dwarf, and you know I was always kind of under the assumption that your race is based on whatever region of the the planet that you were. At that born. point in time, sure, yeah. Um, but it's you've got all these, you know, and I get it. I get it. You, you've got to incorporate different races to make them feel good and be be woke and and be like, look, we're accepting of everybody, which you should be accepting of everybody. But if you're watching the Black Panther movie, you don't have white people that are being born in Wakanda, right? It's all black people. That would be ridiculous, correct? Yeah, and that's the problem when you you get into well, you have like historical things, and then you have so when when the thing that takes me out of it is when you have a historical epic or series mm-hmm. or movie or whatever. And you can go back and you can say, okay, this is the way things actually were in that time. And you look at Bridgerton. Um, Bridgerton very much is about the English aristocracy. And, you know, the English aristocracy was very, very, very whitewashed. There was not mm-hmm. a lot of color to be found in the English aristocracy. Mm-hmm. And even people that did achieve that kind of status in life still were kind of on the outside of that group. And it just isn't represented that way because it's all about, we have to have a Benetton ad inclusion of 
It doesn't matter what it what actually was. It's how it should have been. We checked the boxes. I think we talked about this when we first started doing the, the podcast. I watched the live action version with my boys of Lady and the Tramp, which takes place in like 1890 or 1905. Mm-hmm. And you got all the races that are all included. Just so you could, just like you said, have the Benetton ad. Check the boxes. Just, it's okay. It's okay to have a show with just white people. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You know? So, anyway. Um, and then I started watching Better Call Saul, which I'd never watched before. So I'm, I think I'm five episodes into the first season. Have Did you, you watch Breaking it? Bad? No. I mean, I'm familiar that this was his lawyer, but I think this is. This is a standalone. You can watch this without have, having watched Breaking Bad. Okay, and it's I I like it so far. It's again one of those episodic shows that is on my iPad, sitting to the left of my computer as I'm doing data entry and and scheduling and stuff. It's it's not it's not that layered that you can't follow it. Like I wouldn't be able to watch House of the Dragon or Rings of Power while I'm doing that type of work. You got to pay attention because there's six different stories going on. Oh yeah, it's like Better with the terminal list. I I had to I had to put the computer down. I gotta I gotta be eyes up. I I need to be paying attention to it. It's it's not yeah. background where I'm going to be caught up. It's not a problem. Yeah, there's when there's that layering of it, you have to kind of pay attention. Yeah. So that's it. Huh? Oh, that's, that's way a, off. <laughs> that's way off. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. All right, so my season this year, this my my theme this season is like supernatural, science fiction, something that couldn't happen in real life. Okay. Okay. Um, screwballs, yeah, that that could happen in real life, right? I'm hoping. <laughs> but I mean, you don't know, like Superman, neutral, su- supernatural stuff. So, with that being said, Alan DeVoe plays Hugh G. Rection in this week's movie. He plays Howie Glockstein in 1986's Recruits. Lolita Davidovich plays Susan in that film. She plays Evelyn in 2014's Squatters. Richard Dreyfus plays David. Dreyfus. Dreyfus. <laughs> Dreyfus. Through this before. <laughs> Dreyfus plays. Pete Sandich in this 1989 supernatural tearjerker. Always? Yeah, there we go. That's, I'm afraid that's going to be another Empire of the Sun film for me. You think so? I remember enjoying it a lot when okay. I saw it. It's Spielberg. Yeah. What is that? Only our second Spielberg? Mm hmm. And you're, you're going for like the Fringeberg. <laughs> I am the Fringeberg. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I don't want to, I don't, I don't yeah, want to no, spoil it. Yeah. Bring us on home. So, yeah. Always. That, and that's why I said, I don't know, I don't know if Jen has ever seen it. I doubt it. I remember getting misty, even like the third or fourth time watching this movie. I got misty. And, and I, and I'm a sucker for those types of movies. I just, I just am. I, I cry at movies. I'm a, a, a big vagina in my heart when it comes to certain movies. So. I, I'm, I'm very nostalgic for films that I'm pretty sure I got jerked off to in high school. So, 
<laughs> okay. All right. Hey, I think we're sub two hours, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, we are. As, definitely. As, yes, I, for, for sure we're sub two hours. Hey, thanks for joining us for this short episode. <clears throat> Join us next week for Always with um Is it available anywhere? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, John Goodman, um, Harry Hunter. <laughs> How can we do a lisp? Oh, oh, this is this movie's gonna this movie's gonna hit a hard spot for you with your speech impediment, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> and Brad Johnson, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, Tampa I Bay Buccaneers but, Cor- Super Bowl winning quarterback Brad Johnson. Uh, and Minnesota Viking Brad Johnson. Didn't he win a Super Bowl? No, no, that was uh, Dilfer. That was Dilfer. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that was Baltimore. Dilfer won a Super Bowl in, in Baltimore. Was it Brad Johnson? Brad Johnson. That won? In Tampa? Tampa Bay. Okay, so I yeah. was right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, send us an email um, or reach out to the show, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow our updates there. Oh, shit. Doug just dropped. <laughs> yeah, so follow us there, and um, we will see you next week for always. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>